We are back for the April 24th edition of the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. As always, I'm joined by Eric Eager, Head of Research and Development at PFF.com. Uh, we had, you know, a little bit of NFL news drop on this Friday. Orlando Brown going to the Chiefs. Obviously, Eric has some feelings for that. Uh, we'll maybe save that for a different time because we got a lot to get through here in about 15 short minutes. Uh, last week's FCS bets uh, started off quite hot. We had our first two unders. little sweaty with the Sanford Mercer, under 66, but we definitely got to the window there. Sam Houston State Incarnate Word started off kind of how we expected, Eric. Uh, you know, seven points in the first quarter. Really difficult to get that to that 77.5 total. Uh, so we got that under as well. And we got the Alabama showdown on Sunday to go three and one for our picks, getting into the black a little bit there for FCS action. And now we got the playoffs, 16 teams, uh, the best of the best in the FCS. How are you seeing uh, this Saturday slate of games coming up for us, Eric? Yeah, not only that, Ben. We had Drake. Drake was up 11 with right. like. I felt bad fade in Presbyterian. You know, that was the one. So yeah, yeah, our, that, our blue yeah. hose. Look, look, never fade the Presbyterians. Right. Uh, so that one. And Drake not only came back and covered that. Or sorry, Presbyterian not only came back and covered that, but they won outright. Right. Um, For the second the straight end, week as like four point dogs or something at the end of the game. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So. so. So whatever, but yeah, so one of the picks I like, and, and this is one where I think you can either get it at plus 21, minus 105. I think I got it at plus 21 and a half, minus 115. Um, but I'm looking at cat stats, Davidson. Uh, they're, you know, Steph Curry's alma mater going to Jacksonville State. Um, the total on this game is 42 and a half. And the reason for that is that Davidson is very much a team that like to sort of slow the thing down a little bit. Um, they, they, they're a very analytically focused sort of, you know, especially in basketball, but you can also see some of the effects in football. Um, one of the issues is that, you know, on, on offense, you know, they have a 46% success rate this year on offense. They do give up a 47% success rate on, on defense, but, you know, with a total of 42 and a half, um, you know, Jacksonville state has actually a lower EPA per play 44% success rate. I do think Davidson scores enough to keep up here if you don't think that though you should probably bet over 42 and a half so i, I basically bet under because i think davidson mucks this thing up a little bit maybe you know i, I don't think they went out right obviously uh plus a thousand or so on the money line but i do think uh they they go ahead and at least cover this and that's the that's the biggest bet i've made this weekend ben i also have a few you know when i look at the the rest of these um i'm trying to trying to sift through these with various um, with various other bets. I do think Eastern Washington, North Dakota state, right. this has traveled down a little bit, but I did like 56 and a half under there. Um, it's, I believe 54 and a half. Now um, North Dakota state likes mucking it up, man. And, and, and as we talked about off air, um, you know, they're a team that, you know, they play a certain style of football and that's hurt them in this, I think more high flying spring. Um, but uh, if, if they sort of return to those roots, I think this game sort of goes under if North Dakota state wins. Yeah, definitely. I think we're kind of on the same page, page there as well. Eastern Washington's kind of a team that I've liked from an offensive perspective all season. I think seven and a half points is also a spot where they could definitely cover uh, kind of like what you mentioned. NDSU kind of likes to muck it up a little bit. Hasn't been all that great offensively in their, you know, on their side of the football. So I do think Eastern Washington, if they're able to move the ball a little bit, I think we're going to see a seven and a half point cover. I do like the line movement that you got on 56 and a half point total. So I'm with you on that as well. Um, and then, yeah, to go back to it, I do think Davidson plus 21 and a half, probably the best bet on the board. I think only way Jacksonville state ends up covering that is kind of, you know, they have had some big uh, time 
EPA swings on defensive plays and pick sixes, stuff like that happen for them uh, to start the season. So I kind of think if they don't have that happen, uh, they don't get one of those breaks, kind of a long, you know, big switch in EPA on a single play sort of situation. I do think that they're going to have a really hard time covering 21 and a half point total in a 42 and a half point over under game. So um, I'm with you on that as well. So we'll see. I'm, I'm excited about, uh, I'm excited about the FCS in general. Is there any odds that you would potentially take at this point in time um, on the championship odds start to play as do have South Dakota state as the heavy favorite 40% break, even probability Sam Houston uh, kind of moved up. I think they had basically the biggest rise from uh, their preseason number all the way up to plus three fifty. They're 22 and a half point 2% on the percentage. Are you buying into any one of these 15 teams that you can potentially bet on for the championship, Eric? Uh, yeah, that, that's a really good question. I mean, we, you know, for the teams that I've kind of liked, um, this year, you know, I'm not going to bet any of the favorites. Um, Sam Houston state is really explosive, but at plus three fifty, you're not getting uh, a, a ton of value here. North Dakota state at four to one. They, they do have that experience here. Um, man, uh, it's a good question. I, I do think, um, you know, there, there is probably some value, on NDSU, you know, sort of having been there before, but to me at five to one, James Madison is probably the best bet. Yeah. James Madison, I do think was kind of the one team that jumped out to me. I do want to take maybe a little bit of a flyer on Eastern Washington. I do think if they get through this first match against North, North Dakota state at plus seven and a half point underdogs, uh, they could potentially make some more noise. I do really like their offensive setup. So I think if I was taking a long shot, that'd be the spot I would like. Um, I don't really see Davidson, even though we like him on the money line this week, uh, we like them on the spread this week. I don't really see them, you know, paying off any sort of 10,000 plus odds uh, for the championship. So I would probably steer clear of that, but I digress. It'll be a fun weekend. Um, you know, make sure you get in some of that FCS action. I do think all the games are going to be on ESPN three. Uh, so hopefully that generates some interest. We should, should see some more books potentially offering some in-game markets on that as well. So uh, make sure you're checking back after for that, but let's talk about what everybody wants to talk about at this point, Eric draft props we got you know a number of streams coming up we're gonna have some live shows on pff.com a few articles dropping as well uh what do you make of kind of the latest market movement that we've seen basically from wednesday to friday here this week uh on you know some of those top five picks and this is crazy to me we were just literally on the air we were on stream we were on twitter uh on periscope and we were talking about the uh you know basically the, the first defensive lineman market uh, we talked about Barmore at seven to one and Ben, I swear to God in the last like two minutes, it's gone Barmore four to one, uh, you know, pay down to minus minus one fifty. Uh, he was previously minus 200. Um, so uh, that that's really interesting. Um, I, you know, I, I think right now, you know, the, the biggest and the most notable market movement, and it's not getting a ton of, uh, of, you know, sort of, I think fanfare because it's the third in line, but Lance going from plus 400 to plus 300 plus 290 on FanDuel. To me, that's the the most notable movement fields back to the 250 where we got a Mac Jones down from minus 200, uh, you know, on the market here. Um, You know, I think that there's, you know, some, some bubbling concern that it might end up being Trey Lance being the third pick uh, for the San Francisco 49ers. 
Yeah, but I mean, it's something we talked about just a little bit. I do think we were, you know, obviously on team Justin Fields quite a bit. I think it's anybody but Mac Jones. I do think anytime he's the favorite, there's probably going to be some value in this market. And kind of like what you and Austin touched on, on, you know, the stream yard on Wednesday, Trey Lance at plus 350, plus 400, probably the best buy on the board for third overall pick there. Uh, And the market seems to have agreed with you guys, plus 300 now. I still don't mind plus 300, especially if, you know, if you're doing a little bit of shopping, see, you know, plus 290 at FanDuel and some other spots. I do think that's definitely a viable play. And I kind of think it is noteworthy, um, you know, his top five odds, basically at minus 110 to go as well. I think, um, you know, we've heard other people say it, but Mac Jones seems like the player fit for the 49ers. But if the 49ers and Mac Jones don't happen, I do think you're going to easily see him fall out, you know, even all the way down to probably pick nine, something like that. Maybe some team trades up from at that point in time, but I wish that we could bet, you know, some yes, no opportunities on Mac Jones being a top five picks. I think that would probably be uh, my favorite bet on the board at this point in time, but who knows? There are some ways to play it. The exact outcomes, obviously those have really long odds, um, you know, really difficult to probably chain together some of those events. But if you're looking at that market, um, I do think, you know, some of the ones where Lance goes third uh, could be the most enticing at this point, that point in time. Cause I do think if, if Mac Jones or Lance go third, do you think that Justin Fields is basically a lock to go then at fourth overall or not? Yeah, I know. I was in uh, Indy, Indiana today to bet some of these, and the the exact ones are normally, uh, I, I think, a, you know, a sucker play. But I did right. take, um, I believe I took Lance three, Fields four, and then I took one with Sewell five. That was eight to one. Uh, no, not eight to one. That was Lance Fields Sewell is 25 to one right. fields, you know, so those ones, I think if you're going to get value in these marketplaces, you need to, I think, move away from Jones as the third pick. Right. Um, and, and, you know, let's say it's Lance and then fields four. And then let's say you go pits pits five, that's 40 to one. Like those are, those are fairly interesting. I, I don't think that that many of them are plus EV, but, but obviously, you know, they're, they're enticing ones. You know, now that we're sort of running out of time here um, for, uh, you know, the these times. Like, like, I look, Ben, like, we're getting great movement here. We got, like, minus 1,000 on Jamar Chase being the first wide receiver taken. At that point, that marketplace is pretty dried up, right? At, at defensive back, um, you know, d- defense, for example, now you're seeing Horn and Sertan both as the favorites to be, you know, the first defender taken. You know, with linebackers and edges sort of falling down a little bit. So it, it has been an interesting one. Um, you know, as these markets continue to grow, you might see some, you know, might see some opportunities to pick things off. You might see some opportunities for hedges. Um, you know, I, I would just advise this to sort of stay aware of all those. Yep, definitely. And some that I've actually been looking at quite a bit lately, uh, draft special, some matchups of individual players. Uh, player to be drafted first, Devontae Smith, plus 133. Uh, Jalen Wiles all, all the way out to minus 167 at this point. So that one kind of sticks out to me. But I have to ask you one more quarterback question. Player to be drafted first, Davis Mills, minus 200. Kellen Mond, plus 155. We have Davis Mills much higher on our PFF big board. Um, I think people kind of believe that he has this NFL-type skill set. Being able to make the big throws have seen a lot of bad plays from him uh, as far as turnover-worthy plays at the college level at Stanford. I kind of like Kellen Munter at the plus 155 price. Do you think that is a viable shot, or is that uh, probably not going to happen at this point in time based on your current evaluation? Yeah, I don't think that that's all that likely, but obviously if the price gets, um, 
you know, if, if the price gets, you know, if the price gets into a range that, that is admissible, obviously, you know, I think any, any sort of bet is possible. Right. Right. Yep. So we'll see. And it's been uh, interesting to say the least, but we will be back uh, next week with the PFF daily betting podcast. We're going to be talking some, um, you know, first round props, Coming up there on Tuesday on the stream, we should have some more action for you available on Friday, round two, and then heading on into Saturday as well. Some of the best markets that you can bet are definitely going to be on that Friday and Saturday markets. Make sure you tune in to the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. Of course, PFF Forecast coming up on Sunday and Wednesday as well. We'll have you covered along with our betting section on PFF.com. So make sure you check all those out. If you are not a subscriber to PFF Elite, make sure you use Draft30 promo code. Get you 30% off any of those subscriptions. Thank you guys. Tune in next week. Thank you.